0: stay in Australia, and Annika Smithhurst is political editor at The Age in Melbourne. Hi, Annika. Good to be with you. Uh, Now, goodness me, a boat of asylum seekers has made it to Australia. It's been a long time, has it not? And what's
1: happened since? It has. Some of your listeners may remember this was a huge issue about a decade ago. It was, uh, we had boat after boat, we had tragically many people die at sea, and it became a huge political issue that really, I guess, dominated elections for many years. And then we've had a decade where it really hasn't been in the spotlight, but that all changed last week when about 40 men were uh, found wandering um, in the, uh, we say near Broome. Now, it was 100 kilometres from Broome, and if anybody's familiar with just how vast that area is in Western Australia, it's dry, there's nothing up there, it's hot. Um, They were believed to be from uh, Pakistan, um, Bangladesh, and they arrived in a small community called Beagle Bay north of Broome. Um, They were found in three different groups and they said that they'd come on a boat and they'd been dropped off. Some of them were asking for directions to Sydney, which is on the other side of the country. Um, The local community, which is mainly an Indigenous community, didn't really know what to do. They gave them food and rang the local copper Um, The local uh, ABC crew turned up until Border Force and I guess a more serious response was underway. Since then, the men have been moved around. We do have um, both sides of politics here in Australia, do have offshore processing now, so they have been sent to an offshore detention centre and they, both sides of government here do back the rule that if you come by boat, you will not settle here. So they'll go through those claims and should they have a legitimate case for asylum, I guess they will find somewhere to go, but it will not be in Australia. So it it has really kicked open a new political can of worms here.
0: What happens to the arrivals now? As we said, it's been a time since this was so in the headlines, Annika.
1: Well, this is the great problem. And as I say, they do support uh, this offshore processing. We still have a backlog from... When we had a lot of boat arrivals years ago, uh, we did a deal with a bunch of different countries. So I think you're involved in that at some stage. We did a deal with the US, which infam- infamously Donald Trump did not like, a, pr- a sort of a swap of asylum seekers. We took some of ours. We took some there. It doesn't mean they have to go back to their home country, uh, the fact that we say we don't take them, but it's meant to be a deterrent to say, well, if you come to Australia, you won't be able to settle here. Um It kicks off a very long process, though, about finding, um, you know, going through their claim, trying to get information. Often in the past, they've they've arrived with not a lot of documentation or information. Um, And then we hold them on Manus Island or Nauru while they're processed. And then, you know, I guess if they're found to be legitimate asylum seekers, we have to find a home for them. It, it, It was a process that, I guess Labor initially, they didn't introduce it. Well, they did introduce it, but it wasn't necessarily um, something they backed early on offshore um, detention. They were forced there sort of around 2007, given the dramatic number of arrivals. The Coalition came in and really had a strong policy on this and, uh, and Labor sort of were given no choice but to back it in. Of course, we have a Labor government now and they've said that they stick firm to this policy um, in order not to, you know, I guess, give any signal to anybody that would be considering doing this treacherous trip or or people that would be willing to sell passages on this way that um, the government's policy has changed. The coalition have, of course, said, well, obviously, that's not the case. Um, they're accusing the government of weakness and saying that because of that, that's why the boat, boats have started again. And they're predicting that more will come. Now, there's no election at the moment, but we will have one within the next year. And there is a crucial by-election coming up in two weeks for a federal seat. You could not get further away from Broome for that by-election. It's in Melbourne and the outer suburbs of Melbourne. But it'll be interesting to see whether this issue, which is really, I guess, Um, trapped in the minds of so many Australians after the tragedies we had about 10 years ago, just over 10 years ago, whether it'll um, become, I guess, a a vote swinger in the next election.
0: Now, Julian Assange, we've been covering it on our morning news programme this morning, Annika, there's um, high-profile coverage happening of this British High Court's battle fighting extradition. What stage are things at, please?
1: Yes, it's a two-day high court battle, um, which is sort of being framed as, I guess, Julian Assange's last chance um, to escape um, being deported to the to the US, where he's obviously fought. He doesn't want to go. He's um, up on charges there, and his lawyers say that you know it is his last chance. And should he be deported there, um, you know, it's not going to be, uh, I guess happy time for Julian Assange. The he, sort of charges he's up there are uh, national security charges. Um, they're saying that, you know, he, he, if he doesn't sort of be, if he's not protected now, um, this isn't going to be very good. What's interesting is, I guess, how our government have reacted to this. It's attracted a strange group of people. It's not sort of on partisan lines. So... You know, we've had Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and he's not only from the Labor Party but he's from the left of the Labor Party. He sort of said he hopes for an amicable outcome. There's been some work in the background. But beyond that, you wouldn't say he's been a massive advocate but it has sort of attracted a crossbench group. Um, Some of them include um, some quite conservative members of the National Party that have travelled over to Britain in the past, in recent months, and have really made sort of Um, it a political issue here. I don't know how much it is a vote swinger, but it sort of shows how much, I guess, the idea of free speech and journalism can cross political lines. Um, Assange's wife, who is also one of his lawyers, has said, you know, this is really a matter of life or death for her husband. Um, He's been too sick to appear. He won't actually appear in this two-day court hearing, which is um, kicked off in London at the moment. Um, and she fears and they've got children together that he will actually die behind bars. Um, his health is is deteriorated that much. So, look, there has been, you know, I guess I would say a little bit more support from the Australian government um, currently and the, the makeup of the parliament that there was in previous parliaments. But it doesn't really matter, I guess, how Australians feel. You know, this is about... Um, a, a British court, um, judicial remedies in England, um, that he, you know, that he can actually try before being deported to the US. Um, he may have one more right of appeal. If it doesn't go well for him, he could appeal to the European Court for Human Rights. But we're just going to have to wait and see how the next two days go.
0: All right, just uh, finally, just with uh, a moment or so to go in a katete in Melbourne. Has it been, well, it's been incredible, hasn't oh, my. it? 100,000 oh, turning
1: up. <laughs> Look, I almost feel I've got a little bit of FOMO. I don't dislike Taylor, but I didn't rush out and get tickets. Um, I've been to some great shows in Melbourne recently. I saw Paul McCartney. I saw Billy Joel, but I'm being told this was amazing. This was better. The city has been insane. And, of course, this is part of a global tour she's doing, but Melbourne has ever managed to get uh, the biggest crowds of that tour. She had 96,000 people there three nights in a row. The weather was amazing. It brought millions to a city that is still sort of recovering from lockdown. She's in Sydney now. Apparently she was out for the people that know Sydney in Surrey Hills having a nice dinner last night Uh, and she will perform there. I don't know if her shows will get quite the number just because of the stadium sizes up there. It depends how they have them set up. But um, it has been phenomenal. I have never experienced anything quite like that. And if you didn't know anything about Taylor swift, Uh, before she arrived in Melbourne last week, you surely will now because it has been the only thing anybody's been talking about. It's been all over the news. And for those that might not be Taylor Swift fans but are fans of her partner, who, of course, is a sporting star and just played in the Super Bowl recently, he has apparently flown into Sydney uh, for her Sydney shows. So that's another part of that star power of that couple um, that might attract a few people. I'm just delighted you're all having a great time. Thank you, Annika Smith, who's political (laughs) editor
0: of The Age.